Welcome to the Meet Musings podcast, the show where we talk about different issues and disabilities that affect people emotionally, psychologically, physically and mentally. We discuss health and well-being generally. We are amplifying the voices of people living with disabilities and limitations and breaking the stigmas. Our podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Amazon Podcast, Tune in in Alexa, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. We are also available on Listen Note, Radio Public and iHeartRadio. Just search Meet Musings Podcast on any social media platform. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of the Meet Musings Podcast. My guest today is Betty Chongwen. She is a teacher, but currently a stay-at-home mom. Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us more about you, what you do, and who you are? Okay. Yes. So my name is uh, Betty Chongwine and married to, um, to Richard. We have four children and um, under 12. And I'm also a teacher and um, we're currently a full-time mom. My youngest is three. So she's just started nursery and I've been off now for the past uh, few years. Oh, to, wow. Uh, make sure that I could actually be there, take them to school because it was very hard trying to juggle everything with work and everything else. So um, that prompted my decision to really to step down and spend more time at home with them. So that's been the main part of my life for the last three or four and um, in that time, whilst being at home, I've been trying to keep in touch with being a teacher, but so I do a bit of tutoring. And also I started designing my own range of jewellery, um, which is something I used to do in the past before I had my kids. So being at home now gave me the time to pick up that hobby again. And um it's easy to actually put things out there and be able to to reach a much wider audience. So it's been really great to be able to do that. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you so much for that introduction. Yeah. So it must be great being a stay-at-home mom and looking after your kids. How have you found that uh, given the pandemic and the kind of year we've had? It's been hard on several fronts. It's brilliant. There is no doubt about it. On a personal level, it's a blessing to be able to be with them, to be able to take them to school, to be able to actually help them with the work and not being weighed down with, with, with my own work. And because being a teacher, of course, you bring work home, you, you, you have a lot of planning and working to do, and that takes a lot of time. So I was glad I wasn't able, I was, I didn't have that pressure as well as the pressure of looking after my own children. So that has been really good. But on a career level, of course, it's something that once you step out of work, you kind of, you almost feel like you lose yourself. You almost feel like you lose your identity, which is, which is kind of hard to deal with, especially when you, you, you love going out and working and, and doing and, and uh, meeting other people because I'm very sociable and alone. So that has been hard for me. I've had to readjust my own life and readjust a lot of things about myself through this, all of which I've you know, found challenging. But I'm very thankful for, for, for the opportunity, though. Really thankful and for having a supportive husband as well who recognized that that was what we needed and we, we were able to manage it financially as well. But in terms of being at home as well, it's easy to think that you, might, you will have more time. But 
you don't actually get more time. There's no lunch break. There's no, yeah, you, you, you are full on, you know, especially when they're home on holidays, it's a full on day, full week. So you don't get any time off. You're constantly going from one thing to the other and having four children, four different ages, obviously four different needs. So you're, you're constantly having to be there for all of them. And uh, yeah, that, that, so it's a full-time job. Um, it's a, it's a definitely a full-time job. And uh, I think I've, I found it easier when I went out to work than, than being at home. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you think it's easier to go out to work than like being I said, at home? Yeah, because on a practical level, just being able to have a lunch break, for instance, have a oh. coffee break <laughs> <laughs> without having someone, you know, <laughs> Uh, demanding your time jumping on you i guess yes <laughs> crying to... mommy mommy <laughs> exactly and being able to just make a phone call without having somebody else there so having that time to yourself is hard to, to do when when you're a stay-at-home mom you have to really think about it you have to plan it you have to be really organized to ensure that you don't get swamped by the demands of being at home so it's something that I've, i'm learning and still learning to do with a challenge that most most women who stay at home will tell you home dynamics are different and everyone's home situation is different. But the one thing that everyone will have in common is that, you know, kids are, are kids and the, the majority of the time they demanding and you kind of, um, you want to make that time for them. And then you end up just forgetting to make time for yourself. Also important to make that time and to be really intentional about doing it and planning it in. Yeah, it's about being intentional, being intentionally good, being intentionally selfish to yourself. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's it. That is it. You just have to give yourself that time, that break. Sometimes when we're having kids around and having all the housework to do, you just need to know when to say, this is my limit for today. Or I've planned that I'm going to treat myself to an outing, to meet up yes. for coffee with my friends, with my ex-colleagues. I just want to keep up with my what's happening in the teaching world or maybe just learn something online or do something new, you know? Yeah. Even if it's Absolutely. a dance routine, you know, if it's like maybe going to a dance class. Absolutely. It's always yeah. important to give yourself that time that break from being a mother being yeah. a mother is a 24-hour thing you are yes. the cook you are the driver you are the chauffeur you are the tailor you are the shoulder absolutely the, everything, yeah, everything at home <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's uh, like i said it's a real blessing to, yeah. to be able to do it it's absolutely something that i would you know remember when the when they've left and you know something <laughs> i work on i mean just this morning i was cleaning the dining room table i've put a tablecloth on it and uh, my little my youngest has just started drawing smiley faces <laughs> normally i used to be very precious about the dining table i would tell them off i would wipe it down actually these days i look at it and i think this is so cute yeah i don't <laughs> Just appreciate the time they're here so, with you right now because absolutely. maybe in another 10 years you'll be calling their home. When are you coming home for Christmas? Yeah, I need to absolutely. see your face. You know? 
And at that time, that time will pass so quickly. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, it seems like, oh, it's so long. But it, it, it does pass so quickly. It really yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah. So when are you thinking of going back to work? Um, I've been having, yeah, giving it some thought now that my youngest has started school again. And I've been, before that, obviously, I was thinking about it. And yes, you did ask me about the, um, the homeschooling as well during the pandemic. Yes. So that, again, was something new we all found ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And yes, and uh, presented oh, its own challenges as well. So having been a, a teacher and worked, you know, with, with teenagers, I thought I would actually find it easier. I have four different children of uh, four different ages trying to keep on top of all of their work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't always easy. But then it, it also it also gave me a new impetus to want to want to um, go back into into teaching once the time was right. There were things that I really wanted to either brush up on or things that are new skills that I've learned that I, I'm eager to go back into the classroom and, and pass on. It gave me time to think about it. And so now that my youngest has started started nursery and um, she's there for two and a half days a week, I'm already looking looking at opportunities and seeing what I can do while she's there. So yes, it's something I'm I'm definitely looking forward to doing. Oh, great! Thank you. Yeah. Do you have dreams that you want to achieve but are scared to do so due to self-doubt, fear, and other people's criticism? I have just what you need. You need a dose of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast where I interview guests that will motivate and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. And always remember, if you believe... You can achieve. Living the Dream the Curveball podcast is available on your favorite podcast app. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, so I consider that teaching takes a lot of effort and patience and attention to detail, right? Yeah. So how do you apply all these skills? I, I suppose it's similar to being a mother. When yeah. you have kids, you've got to know what's wrong with the 12-year-old, how to deal with him or her, um, yeah. that would be different from how you deal with a three-year-old. So Absolutely. how do you apply these skills to your everyday life as a mother? The, te- the skills that you use in your teaching, how do you apply them to your everyday life as a mother? Yeah, so it's been kind of a, a two-way street. So being a parent has made me a better teacher. Being a teacher has made me probably more organized parent as well. When it comes to planning lessons, so it, 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 what takes a lot of time is the planning everything, making sure you plan for all the children you're teaching, for all their different abilities, making sure you're, you've accounted for them and being organized time. And without that planning, it's, it's impossible to do to do your job. So that has also translated in, in my in my life in at home, in the sense that I tend to be very organized with lists. My kids are tired of my lists; they're everywhere. <laughs> timetables are quite <laughs> have timetables, and so we, we pretty much have a timetable and a list for pretty much everything. They <laughs> um, don't always read them. <laughs> they don't always. <laughs> Sometimes they're there and I have to remind them to go and look at it and they go and look at it. I still have to remind them, have reminders for reminders. 
So it's a work in progress, but we do have a system of, of timetables and lists that, you know, work for us in many ways and some we're still working on, on, on getting better at. So again, when it came to, um, to homeschooling, all of my children, there were things that when they, they had separate work to do, the things that they could do them by themselves, I let them do. But together, we always used to do, um, I just used to teach them very practical life skills. Yeah, we moved away from just teaching maths, English, but just practical things that they will need. Especially, like I said to them, when they grow up and they leave home, they cook. They will need to be able to look after themselves. So we had lots of cooking lessons. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. My mom was also like that. We Everybody goes into the kitchen. There yeah. was no boy or girl or yeah. maybe you are the younger one. You are the eldest. Everybody goes into the kitchen and everybody yeah. goes and you're able to prepare meals. And that's something that is lacking in most kids nowadays. You see a 23-year-old or a 30-year-old girl. I had yeah. a girl that stayed with me sometime and she couldn't mm-hmm. even cook. I cooked and she was like, oh, auntie, this is so nice. You have to teach me. You have to give me this recipe. And then she got so good at cooking and she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that time I've spent with you has been so beneficial to me. So it's that great was, that you're teaching your kids the life skills that they would need. That was the one you did. I, I can even go further and tell you you know, one of my biggest motivations for doing this, when we were growing up, you know, we grew up in a big, big family, like most African families too. Okay. Holiday times, there were always big cousins around, <laughs> older. So they did all the cooking. Mm-hmm. Usually the one doing, you know, we usually because we we're the youngest ones of all the people in the house, we, we hardly ever went into the kitchen. So I actually left home without knowing how to cook. <laughs> So you were like that girl? I came, I, I was that girl you're talking about. At that age, I lived with, um, my, my mother set me up with, uh, uh, with, and so I lived with this lady. So the lady was looking after me and she would help me with my meals. So my mom used to, to cook for me. But after I decided that I would be better off taking that money and doing my own shopping and cooking. So I asked my mom to start giving me the money instead. And I did not know what to buy. I simply did not know where to start. I wasn't used to British food. I didn't know. I, quite frankly, I was lost. <laughs> and that got me thinking, I wish someone had sat me down and talked. Instead of leave home and they just presume that you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And it always got me thinking, I wish, I wish I actually had to walk me through this path. It's a very simple thing. So I didn't even know how to boil rice. I didn't even know. Yeah, I kid you not. I had to learn everything. I taught myself everything in the kitchen that I knew. And then, so of course, when I was living by myself, my eating habits were just whatever I could eat, really. I didn't really take, pay much attention. So until I met my husband and then he used to come and visit. The first day he came to visit me, I didn't want him to know that I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> I went out and made this massive effort. I bought some chicken and that was the first proper food. And um, he came and he ate it and he didn't complain. I was like, phew. Oh, easy, easy, easy. That was my biggest, Wait, that was my biggest achievement. <laughs> he was still being so 
so sympathetic the old icon. I don't know what he was to break a heart. Yeah, he, he, he was he was very kind and very considerate. <laughs> he didn't say and I was 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've been together ever since. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that was my first, you know, major achievement. And um, yeah, when we moved in together, I made learned how to cook and he was he's a very good cook so i used to watch him even a traditional meal i did not know how to cook but he fortunately had grown up with a mother who taught him everything so he knew how to cook all our tradition i learned how to cook our traditional meals from him i don't know if you know fufu oh yes i do that he taught me oh Everything, you know, lots of things, even basic recipes like okra. I learned that too. So, yeah, I pretty much just grew. And then, so you know, one of the things that I was, I'm really keen on on passing on to my children and to most of the young people I meet is just those practical, those skills as well. Yeah, that everybody takes for granted. Yeah, uh, and and presume that you might know they can make such life and just practical things so yeah I, I was really keen on, on teaching my kids and we started putting together a collection of, of recipes Aww. and a collection of things that I'm hoping we'll, we'll put into a book that they will you know take with them when they leave oh that's great that's so um, they, they would that would be passed down from generation to generation I presume yes so that's my you know for me I would have achieved something yeah great <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do in your spare time when you are not teaching your kids how to cook or giving them practical life skills? Yeah, so that um, thing of making time for yourself and making sure that you you really, you know, take care of things that you, you need. I used to make jewelry when before I had my children and when I had them. I just stopped altogether because I didn't have the time, the, you know, in you know, the space in my head to even think about it. Because if you know, for anybody who's who has that kind of something that sort of takes takes over you for, for a while, and you have to do it, get it out of your system. But if you mm-hmm. don't have the time to do it, or you it doesn't work, so I couldn't create anything while I was still trying to figure out how my, my new vision of being a mother. So yeah, I stopped making things. I stopped doing it. So it's been twelve years now, and this year was the first time. I um, picked up my designs and started making them again. It's been a real boost to be able to have that time. And the reason I could do it was because my youngest also has started school. So it gave me in the week that I could start making things for myself. And I used to um, belong to a reading club as well. Again, I didn't keep up with that one, but um, it's something I'm hoping to take up again. Just doing the things that I I used to enjoy and uh, the simple things as well. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just being able to have time to myself, like even being here talking to you, it's a real blessing oh. uh, and gives me that space to clear your head to, yeah, to really have some time, some time again. And even getting up in the morning and making time to put on my that too makes me feel like I'm, I'm gaining some time for myself. Oh, that's great. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thank you for that. And what, what advice uh, would you pass on to parents in this generation either okay. with kids or with their my motivation is towards parents living with children with disabilities or or not actually any any parents anyway any parent yeah of course yeah everyone's 
family situation situation is so different. And of course, if you're living with um, a child with a disability as well, that can really take its toll too on, on parents. And it's so, so important. And it really doesn't matter what your family situation is, like we've touched on today and we'll keep touching on. It's getting that support, uh, making sure that you're able to, if you can identify the things that are, you know, you're struggling with and you can identify the people around you or that you have, um, having that support system, but not everyone is, you know, is lucky enough to have that. And if even if you can't, just knowing professional groups or, or professionals as well that can intervene and, and, and help you, it's always good to to get in touch with, with those people. So I think sometimes as mothers, we carry too much on our shoulders and we don't um, share a burden. So it's really important to to be able to share with others and uh, be able to talk about, you know, what they might be. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that it's important to talk about these things because most of the things that we go through as parents, as mothers, as anyone living in a world or in a pandemic world, in lockdown, you have all these things going on. And because you don't reach out to anyone you feel that you're yeah. all alone you're all boxed in and it, yes. it gets too much sometimes you just feel like you need to let it out and yes always it affects the mental health it oh, impacts yes, it on your emotions your physical and when your mental health is not right that affects your physical health as well so it you does, it to does. stop you've got to start mm-hmm. watching out for things that affect your health that affect you spiritually, physically, and then yeah. once you sort out all those things out, then I feel we we will be better. And sometimes it's all about just talking, sharing your feelings, and even talking yeah. to strangers, going for a run, um, yeah. a physical activity, or just singing. If you need to scream, you scream. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And singing yeah. is one of the things I love doing as well. Yeah, so, so before the pandemic, you know, I used to be in a choir. So yeah, you know, you said about the things that, you know, your interest as well. So it's, if you can find groups that yeah. actually are doing things that are of interest to you, that you can, those are fantastic outlets for you to meet people that like-minded people that you can talk yeah. to about things. Because when you join things like that, you always get talking to people and before long, you're already sharing experiences. Before long, you find out you have so much in common with lots of people. Yeah. And um, it's a very, you know, just having that outlet yeah. is something that, that, that's so important. You know, for some people, going to church is that community that gives them that that space. Mm. You know, going to dance clubs gives them mm-hmm. that space. Uh, mm-hmm. For me personally, you know, I love my uh, our church community. It's so important to us. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know, a very important part of our own mental well-being, um, yeah. our children's life. So we make it something we keep very close with, with the church members and we're always involved in what's going on there. It's, it gives us that that space to, to be able to have that um, spiritual guidance as well, oh. which is so important. Yeah. So again, all those avenues, those are things that... Um, and you know, some people as well don't find don't find it easy to be able to just go out and talk to people and meet people. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Me personally, if if I know of people or see people that I know that 
are that way inclined and may not uh, want to, I personally tend to reach out to those sort of people. So if you are the kind of person that's outgoing as well, it's important that you look out for the people who quite who aren't quite as, as such. Yeah, because everybody uh, has different natures. There are people yeah. who are extroverts. There yeah. are people who are introverts. And there are people who are personality-wise. They, mm. they have a, is it melancholy. People are, who are always happy. And then mm-hmm. there are those people who are just always like depressed, who don't even express themselves so it's all about different personalities and uh, it's just finding whatever works for you and i suppose because of the lockdown when people are just indoors all the time you tend to just get boxed into the corner you don't just have any avenues you i mean even the social systems that you have like the church sometimes i'm not sure what if the churches are still open right now. But yeah. when we're in full lockdown and everything is just not working the way it should, it's just mm-hmm. about talking to someone. Like yeah. you said, the professionals are there. There are yeah. so many resources that are online and it's good that the world is all linked together now. Yeah. So you can just reach out to somebody that you don't even know and talk to somebody. There are telephone numbers. There are, I mean, so many things that you can, yeah. I mean, so many avenues that you can use. So I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And it's been so amazing having you. And um, do you, is your business, like you mentioned, do you have a jewelry business? Is that online as well? Oh yeah, it's on Facebook and Instagram. So I only okay. started doing it just before lockdown, okay. and then um, I kept um, kept doing it. So um, I kept getting um, orders even throughout the lockdown, which was really good, really encouraging. Oh. Um, um, you know, something I wasn't expecting, but uh, you know, I was really thankful. Oh, what's going. your Facebook yeah. and Instagram page? So Betty Leoga Designs. That's my Facebook page, okay. and also Instagram um, is Betty Leoga Designs. How do you spell Betty? Yoga? So it's B E T T Y, Betty, Leoga. It's L E O G A, Betty Leoga Designs. So if anybody wants to order, go to oh, yes, Facebook page, Betty Leoga Designs, and Instagram. For those who use Instagram, it's Betty Leoga Designs. Yeah, and I can just tell you a bit more about the designs as well. Okay. So, yes, um, I, I used to make um, jewelry many years ago, and um, I used to make used metals and found a lot of people didn't, their skin, they were they reacted to a lot of the metals that I used for making costume jewelry. Right. So I started moving away from using those materials, and I wanted to use more natural materials for me. And I learned to crochet when I was a little girl from my grandmother. And then I came to the point where if you use materials like, like wool to make it, at least people wouldn't react to, um, if anybody had any um, um, issue with metals, they will not react to them. So that's what got me into making jewelry with wool. And that's, that's the main material that I use now. Oh. And, um, yes. And also it was very important for me that I sourced the wool locally and it was um, something that was sustainable. I use British wool for my oh. designs that are sourced from a farm in Yorkshire. Oh, so, yes. And uh, 
So mm. because that's very, it's very important to me that, you know, it's environmentally friendly and yeah. we do a bit to minimize the impact of what we do. Oh, the environment. Um, <laughs> yes. So that has been my, um, so um, obviously the quality as well is very good. Um, so looking forward to making more of an banding and making more ranges. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And it's so amazing to be able to connect with you. So hopefully we will have another opportunity to come back and share some more. Well, yes, I would love to. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for coming today and have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. A big thank you to all our listeners who have been sending us messages through the message link. I would like to thank everyone who has listened in so far and contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done anything without you. Keep listening. Keep sharing, keep downloading and keep liking. Thank you again.